Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I just counted them up. Wednesday, I made a two-hour video giving you 33 reasons why you should come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Thirty years ago, God began giving me prophecies saying that one day He's going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to His kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, six prophetic words, 33 in all, and I believe that I have been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri Dudeman that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe in the end times to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, which is April 19 to 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, and opened the doors and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in human history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If you've been listening to the Prophecy Club for a while, you've probably heard me quote some amazing prophecies, and you probably thought, man, I'd like to have a copy of those prophecies. I put together my selection of the most quoted speakers we've had at the Prophecy Club, and by getting this offer, you will have the most important information from 25 years, 160 guest speakers that have made 330 DVDs, in my opinion. It's called Stan's Quote Material. The first one is The Storm Judgment Revival. You've heard me say Shane Warren many times. Revelations for the Midnight Hour, Maurice Scalar. I Saw the Dollar Dead, Daniel Davis. The End of Times, Augusto Perez. Will You Survive America's Fall, Doug Metzger. Catastrophe Meteor Tsunami Earthquake, Ephraim Rodriguez. Meteor Destruction of America by me. And the most important one, Wake Up America by Dimitri Dudeman, and a book called Prophecies of the Fall of America. That's nine DVDs, one book, valued $280 for a gift of just $75. That's right, $280 worth of material, nine DVDs in a book for $75. And it's called Stan's Quote Material. You get it at prophecyclub.com. Stan's Quote material. I would even say Stan's favorite quote material. You want the best information? You get this offer. Stan's quote material. Nine DVDs and a book. $280 value for $75. Prophecyclub.com. Today we're going to listen to Revelations for the Midnight Hour by Maurice Scalar. Obviously, Yeshua is warning us that it's, there's a danger. Be ready. Watch and pray. It's not automatic. By the way, that's New Testament. Just wanted to let you know. That's in the New Testament. It's also in the writings of Paul, James, Peter, and John. I don't have time to go into that, but, and Jude. That's everybody. <laughs> the second, that, that rep, those ten virgins represents that true riches. Now, well, the way I, the way I, he gave it to me was that, um, everybody, is a worshiping being. We're, we are like lamps. We, we are built to worship. You will worship something. You have to worship something. You're never neutral. You're either, wor- there, 
we, we are built to worship like a car is built to run on gas. Are you lit with the, are you, whatever your lamp is lit with, that is the God that you worship. The law of worship is you become like the God you worship. So what are you lit with? Are you lit with a counterfeit? Or are you lit with the true? That's very important. Wish I could dwell more on that. The second parable is the parable of the talents. Remember the, the story of the, 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 the three different levels of talents? And they reckon, they, they, they're given this, and then they have to, they, they, they multiply it, they come back to the master, you know, the land owner or whatever he's, and they have to give account for it. The one that did nothing talked the most. I mean, he went on and on and on and on. I knew you're a hard man and you didn't reap where you don't, you know. And it was all lies. He didn't know. He didn't know the master. But the important thing is what that's talking about is your good deeds. What is it that you have? Have you hoarded it for yourself or have you sown it into the kingdom? Whatever God's given you, whatever talents, giftings and, and, uh, uh, even Power to make money is a gift. Everything is a gift from God. We're not owners, we're stewards. So good stewardship, sowing into the kingdom, everything you have, and living for eternity and not for the temporal, temporary. That's the second qualification of the bride. True worship, true riches, going, being lit with the, with the true worship of God. Gold refined in the fire. True riches. Second, stewardship. Godly stewardship, giving all, forsaking all, sowing everything into the kingdom of God that you have, your everything, and then multiplying it for eternal souls, for reward. The third thing, the third parable is the scariest of all. It's the sheep and goats. It's, it's the Lord, the, the judge who comes and separates the righteous from the wicked. And the one thing that he says that's most important is, did you recognize me when I came to you? That's the one qualification. It's not a hundred. It's just one. I was hungry. Did you feed me? I was, you know, I was, I was in prison. Did you visit me? I was sick. Did you, you see, I was in need. I came to you disguised as the least of these. Did you know America will have to give account for the gospel to the poor nations? Lord have mercy. So sheep and goats also represents how the nations treat Israel, the Jews that were among them in the, in the diaspora. But that's a secondary meaning of that. So this last one is the ISAF. Do you recognize Yeshua when he comes to you? Do you minister to him or do you pass by on the other side? Okay, finally, I want to talk to you about a man named William Booth very shortly. You can go look this up and read it. You should. It'll do your soul good. William Booth was the found, founder of the Salvation Army. And he had a very strong Methodist, I mean, you know, fire Methodist, the, the old-fashioned kind Methodist message not the not the one I passed by on the way here, you know, the social club that I saw. I'm talking about the John Wesley type, you know, forsake all. And he saw a vision. The vision was he saw an ocean. He saw a, 
an ocean that was stormy, stormy seas. And as he looked closer, he saw there were millions of souls drowning in this ocean, millions of, of precious, uh, precious people. And they were drowning, crying out, help, save me, save me. Blah! You know, they were drowning. And he was, so many, multitudes, he said. And then <clears throat> he looks over and he sees some land. He sees like a, a, a rock and he sees on the side of the rock there was a there, there were there were uh, there was some land and and there were a few that were jumping in and pulling these wretched souls as he called it <laughs> we ought to have a revelation of that too but pulling these desperate drowning wretches out of the <laughs> out of the ocean and pulling them to the rock of safety and bringing them to the land there were only a few though and they were risking all. They were they were doing all they could. Then on the land, they he he looked uh, he looked and he saw, oh, there was all these that were saved. They they were they were rescued from the drowning uh, ocean. But they were sitting there, you know, sipping tea. It was Victorian times, you know, and 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 some of them were working and and making money and counting their money. Some were arguing if it really was God's will for everyone that was out there to really be rescued or not. And maybe, you know, and then there were some that were sleeping. There were all kinds of activities, but the vast majority had forgotten that they had been rescued and that they had been, they were the wretches pulled out of the sea. The only the few that were jumping in. And then there were, Jesus was, was coming to them and these, and, and, and these others that were, help, come help me, help me rescue the perishing, help me rescue the perishing. And they laughed and mocked. After all, if it's God's will, they'll be saved. You know, then in those days it was the Calvin thing and, you know, Calvinist and whatever. So, this vision <laughs> really impacted William Booth. To where he says, I must rescue the perishing at all costs. And he preached that parable of Matthew 25 burned in him. And he put it in, put it in so many of his salvation army and all over the world. That was, his message was blood and fire. The blood of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Rescue the perishing. Meet their needs. Do, pull them out of the stormy seas. So that is very important. That is the antidote for the Laodicean church, right there. You're looking at me very quietly and, yeah, you know what I'm talking. That message is the one that must be preached. And we need to be reminded of it constantly because our flesh wants to forget where we came from and the debt that we owe. Recognize Yeshua when he comes to you. He's disguised as the least of these, my brothers and sisters, as you have done. Now, it's interesting, both, both the sheep and the goats did not recognize, they did not recognize that they had done anything. They, when did we do that to you? When did we, when did we help you? When did we not help you? Neither of them really recognized it. But on that day, it'll be shown. That is the mark of the true bride of Messiah. Finally, I want to talk, well, I, finally, or <laughs> Paul would say finally and go on for three more chapters, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to talk to you about I got to visit heaven, and it changed my life. It marked me. I'll never be the same. It was about two years, a little over two years ago, when I, 
uh, I actually left my body and went to heaven. You did? I can only testify to that which I've seen and heard, yes. And it's nothing that I'm worthy of. But God loved me, and if you diligently seek the Lord, he'll reward you. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I was at home, and uh, this an angel came into my room, and suddenly I was in the spirit. I had just wakened up. It was about 10.30 in the morning. And as I, I, I woke up, uh, the, I saw this angel. I left my body, and he took me. He said, take, I'm here to bring you to heaven. I'm sent to, to bring you, and he said, "Take my hand," and we shot up out of the 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 house, my house. And then, as I looked down, I it was like a Google Map thing, you know. Yeah. And I I suddenly I I ascend, I went higher and higher until finally I was out in space, you know. And then we were, it was like Star Trek sort of. Then I looked forward, and we were going faster and faster, and it was just streaks of light, the the stars. It was you know. And we approached uh, uh, what looked very similar to Earth. It was a planet. I, now, I'm not making any doctrines here. Be careful. Don't, I'm not preaching a doctrine. This is an experience I had. So you understand that, right? Sometimes we have to, we have to ground everything in the Bible. Be careful. Judge everything. However, I, after studying this, I believe God commissioned me to, to tell the world. So that's what I'm doing. So we descended into this, this angel and I descended into this planet and, uh, it, this is perfect. It looked a lot like Earth. And we, we came and, and I, when we touched down, I saw mountains, I saw snow, I saw beautiful. It looked like the hills are alive with the sound of, I mean, it looked like the, you know, Swiss Alps or, or the most beautiful, pristine, I mean, it, it was like super high def. Everything was alive. And I was so grateful to be out of this body. Let me tell you something. This body, just living in this body is pain. Because we weren't, we were born again, but God had to leave us in this body. We're getting a new body. And that one, oh, it'll never get old. You don't have to put stuff on it. You, you know, you don't have to do all that stuff. You, especially you ladies, It'll, you'll just be perfect forever, and no one will lust after you either. It's just perfect. It's wonderful. So anyway, um, and I was walking, and we we landed in like this valley, and I'll tell you a few things I saw. One was uh, the most beautiful wildflowers I had ever seen, different colors, that, and there were colors that I had never seen before, and everything in this vision was like a 60s experience. What do I mean by that? I mean, it would draw you in. It was like, whoa, man, you know. <laughs> it was, I'm serious. Yeah, if I would stop, I mean, the blade of grass was singing. The flower was singing. Every Nature sings there. And everything sings the praises of God. They're singing and everything has its unique voice. How do they sing? I don't know. <laughs> And, and the angel's sitting there, you know, waiting for me to, I'm going, wow! You know, we, and then we walked, and as we walked, it looked like we were going faster than you could walk. It just, we, and we passed by a, a waterfall, and the waterfall was like, first of all, I had, saw a rainbow in it. There was a sun, it was just like, like Earth, except it was perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Perfect nature. And, and, and the rainbow had like 40 colors in it. And it was refracting off this waterfall. And the waterfall sounded like an ocean, sounded like 
a choir of angels and a full symphony orchestra singing at the same time. That's what it sounded like. When, when the Bible says his voice is like an ocean, the voice of many waters, that's exactly what it sounded like. You can't say it any better than that. I mean, King James translators got it right. That's, that's this. Yeah. The voice of many waters. It sounded, and it was so glorious. I go, whoa, man, this is awesome. Wow. I was rejoicing and, and, you know, everything would pull you in in heaven and, and you could sit there for a thousand years and look at a blade of grass and think this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and be in ecstasy. It's true. That's waiting for us. Everything sings there. Well, we went towards, uh, towards like a lake. It was like a valley and there was a lake, a mountain lake. And as I looked closer, I saw it's a tent pavilion. And then I realized, wow, that's the same tent pavilion I saw a few years ago. And then as I looked at it, it was shaped. We came in from above and it was shaped. It was like a Jewish star and there were 12 tents. Uh, in the different points of the star, in different places. And then there was a center, there was a center pavilion and a table there. And, and it, it looked, it didn't look so big, but then when I, when it got there, I realized, wow, this thing is huge. It was, it was, you know, just thousands of people could sit under each. And then there was a flag, it was like a cone, I don't know, uh, it was all white and, and, and at the top of each of these pavilions, there was a flag. And the flag, was for each tribe of Israel, the 12 tribes. And so I went in there and I saw the same, same very similar wedding, uh, outdoor wedding banquet. But the difference was there were no angels preparing it. It was all ready. Everything was ready. The Lord turned to me and said, everything is now ready. Do you know what this is? I said, no, sir, I don't know what is this. He said, this is, this the, basically, he said, these are prepared for the 144,000 that are soon of your people from the 12 tribes. This is a special banquet that is prepared for them when they finish their work. I don't understand all that, but I know there's 12, there's, there's 144,000, 12,000. Each one of those pavilions could seat 12,000, but some were more important than others. And they all somehow faced the center table, and the center table had a beautiful throne and the same place settings. It was gorgeous. Then suddenly, I was at the foot of a mountain. And this mountain was, it seemed like it was in the same area because I love, I love that kind of alpine kind of, I love that. It's just the air, everything. And the, the street, it was a, it was going up, uh, you know, the mountain and the street was, it was made out of the most pure gold, but it was clear. And yet it was also like mother of pearl. When you walked on it, it would light up and <clears throat> it would, uh, it looked like it had many dimensions, like really deep. It, was, it had all colors in it. It was clear and it was gold at the same time. I don't understand that. I've never seen anything like it on earth. But, well, yeah, as he said it, that science has discovered that pure gold is, is actually clear. I didn't know that. Well, interesting. So anyway, so I walk up and then, the Lord said, this is a mountain. This is the mountain. He says, I'm, I'm, well, this is the, the, there are mansions on this mountain for all the great artists and musicians that have given all for my kingdom. And there were great artists on that mountain. We passed different, several, and there were beautiful mansions. The Lord took me to my, to my mansion. I saw it. 
He said, this is one. I said, oh, I got more than one. There are mansions prepared and they're perfect. They're just the most beautiful mansions. I can't go into great detail except to say that it was the most perfect. It fit me completely. It was the most perfect place. And there was a music room and there was also a, a that, that I, that God had in that, in my home. Um, it, I, gosh, I, there's so much I, you can read about it on, on my website. I hope to put all this in a book so I can, all these visions and everything. But, uh, it was perfectly suited to me. And I can tell you, God knows everything that you love and He is making and preparing a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. In my Father's house are many mansions. It does say rooms, but really, uh, in the Greek, but really that's, in other words, a part of my, kingdom you have god has your place prepared place for you come over to my place you know that kind of thing so then after that i suddenly was in front of this beautiful concert hall that looked like um vienna opera house it was so beautiful when i heard an orchestra concert uh that was the most beautiful it was like an orchestra some things in heaven are very similar to earth and some are completely different but this, there's musicians up there. There's, there's great music. And, and there's what we call classical music is, is something eternal in it. I mean, there's actually the same kind of form, orchestra, you see. And so I heard a symphony that was written for me by a great composer that I actually recognize and I love on earth. But he, he made it to heaven. He didn't have much reward, but he made it. He got in by the skin of his teeth, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, he was a Jewish believer. He wrote this symphony, and the music there was the most ecstatic thing I ever experienced. It brought healing to me. I'll never be the same. But what I experienced, again, was this 60s type thing, you know? Whoa. Wow. The, the, the symphony was... Uh, it was a testimony of my life for the different myths, the different hidden deeds of love and sacrifice that I did that nobody saw. Some of them times, and, and it, some were in the future. I hadn't even lived them yet, you know, but I saw that everything was, was recorded. And as I listened to the, 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 the different melodies, I would be pulled into and I'd watch like I was standing there. I would watch what I did and God the music was, and at the same time, even though we were sitting, I was sitting next to the Lord in a box seat. <laughs> I know that sounds, I'm not making this up, this really happened to me. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> alright. No, it really did. Because I was healed deep inside. At the same time I was experiencing this, I was on my face in the throne room in ecstasy, worshiping God, and crying and laughing, and, and something deep inside me was healed. The greatest thing about my uh, heaven is you don't have to hide. You, you see on this earth, you never know where the someone's gonna turn on you, or you're like always, oh my God, you know, you're always on the defensive. There, you can be yourself. Nobody will attack you. There's no bad word. There's no, there's no hurt. There's no malice. There's no pain. There's no tears. It's perfect. So that something, I, I felt an acceptance. And since I battled with depression my whole life, it, uh, it, something deep in me was healed. And I'll never be the same. And, and the healing anointing is 
dramatically increased. I've seen so many miracles in the last two years and people because it's like I'm able to minister healing out of that broken area now. Then after that, I went to another place that looked like it was a massive structure, but it looked temporary. In heaven, everything is, is, you know, majestic and eternal, but this building looked very functional, like our modern warehouse. And as I suddenly went up really high into the, <coughs> like a catwalk, and I'm on this huge, massive floor, I look and see, and there were, there were, um, there were, uh, clothes, it looked like 12, it was clothing racks stretched as far as I could see. Like, you know, clothing rack. But these were mantles. They had, they, and I recognized that same mantle of Elijah, you know, on it. But, but each of them were identical in their row, but they were all different. They were all, and as I looked closely, I realized, oh, that's the same flag I saw, the 12 tribes. The Lord says these are prepared for your people in the final hour, they shall go forth and minister 12,000 from each tribe. And, and then as soon as I saw that, I wasn't there anymore. Then we were in front of another. I'm going very fast. I'm trying to go fast, at least. Um, you can read more detail in this uh, on my website. But uh, the next place I went to was maybe perhaps, uh, well, it was a much more permanent building, it was looked like kind of like Versailles, you know. I mean, a long palace stretched as far as I could see again, and in it were mantles of those from Adam all the way to the end times, all the way to the return of the Lord. These spiritual clothing that great men and women of God wore that walk with God, and it was in chronological order. And I was able to see some of them. I didn't see all of them. I saw. And I recognize I'm not able to talk about specifics, except I learned a lot. And when we got to the end of this long hall, uh, there were three, there were three mantles on the wall. And they were, one had a, a on the left, it was looked like kind of a brown plain robe. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. Thirty years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words, I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri, that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, Unleavened Bread, and First Fruits, which is April 19 through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. I just posted a 16-page newsletter, our largest and most important newsletter in 25 years. It gives you in writing all the prophecies, dreams, visions, and audible voices I've received over the last 30 years telling me to organize this sevenfold miracle crusade. It'll put you in tears. Frankly, it'll put you in tears. You can download it for free at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. 
In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com.